Hello, this is Caleb with God's Loving Sacrifice Podcast, where we talk about the Word of God and how it helps us get through today's world. I hope you learn and grow as you listen. Today we're going to talk about something that all feminist out there is going to love. Uh, we're going to talk about being submissive. I get so tickled when I look at liberals um, and even some conservatives that don't like the idea that the Bible says that women are supposed to be submissive. Well, I'm here to tell you that being submissive is not being subservient. Two totally different things. I was reading an article by Denise Lawrence Cooper. She wrote it September 5th, 2018. It was in Crosswalk. I'll leave the information in the transcript. But one of the things it says was, what does submission mean? Google defines it as being the the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force to the will or authority of another person. Sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? But what does the Bible mean when it tells us we need to be submissive? Submitting in the Bible means putting others before yourself, means not always doing what you want to do. It means putting God's desires above yours. And one of the big things is people put down marriage so much because, or Christian marriage, because women are supposed to be submissive. But exactly what does submission look like in a marriage? According to Paul, a faithful husband willingly lays down his life for his wife. He's not a tyrant who forces her to submit to his sinful human desires, but abandons his own wills, affections, and needs for her sake. Further, Paul exhorts the husband to love his wife as he loves his own body and equates the husband's care of his wife with that of Christ for his church. A loving husband submits his will to that of Christ. And in doing so, imitates him in the marriage relationship. In this context, the wife willingly surrenders to her husband, just as her husband chooses to surrender his will to Christ. Submission based on love brings peace, harmony to the family. Biblical submission fosters right relationships with God and spouse and others. In the Ephesians passage, Paul uses marriage to illustrate the perfect eternal submission of the three persons of the Trinity. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. Women think they're the only ones that have to submit in all of this. What they forget is the husbands have to submit to Christ, and Christ is a much larger taskmaster than the husband is. If the husband is willing to surrender his will to Christ and he's doing what God expects him to do, what Christ expects him to do with his wife, with his family, then a wife should be willing to submit to that because in the end, what are they doing? They're both submitting to God. We're not submitting to some man who wants us to do his dishes and all the other things that people think it means, it means submitting your will, not sinning, listening to God, loving each other, not separating from each other, 
Let's look at the Ephesians passage that was referred in uh, Denise's article. It's Ephesians 5, 15 to 33. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hates his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I am speaking concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you particularly so love your own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. We can go to work and be subject to our bosses. We can go to school and be subject to all the rules there. But when you say you need to be subject to your husbands, what a terrible thing that is. But a husband is the head, as Christ is the head. And all of this talking about how horrible it is that a wife has to submit, I, I, I don't get it. Okay, my husband, when I first met him, he didn't believe the way I believed. And I was concerned because I didn't think that he truly understood what being a Christian was. There were things that he believed that were truly not biblical. I could have preached to him every day. I could have yelled at him and told him, and I could have tried to be the boss of everything because I was the believer and he was the non-believer. But the scriptures tell us that we win others by our actions. So I lived my life as a Christian. I let him know that everything in my life was subject to God. I was submissive to my husband. If there were things that I wanted to do that he didn't want to do, I usually didn't do them. I let him be the husband. And I submitted myself to him and let him know that God was the reason for that. When my husband became a Christian, I didn't have to preach at him constantly and make him do everything that I told him to do. I submitted to him. I told him why I submitted to him. I told him what God expected of a marriage. 
And I followed that. And he became sanctified by his wife, just like the Bible said. And he turned his life to God. And that's what we do when we are submitting ourselves. We aren't just submitting ourselves to our husbands. We are submitting ourselves to God. Philippians 2, 1 through 8 says, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if there is any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any afflicted in mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance of a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even death of the cross. Christ submitted to God. He humbled himself, and we think we are too good to humble ourselves and be submissive in our lives because, of course, we're so much better than Christ was. If people in relationships could really learn the joy of being a submissive wife, or, in my words, the joy of being a Christ-like bride. And that's what we're supposed to be. So many people take the whole submission thing, and some churches take this whole submission things and just blow it all out of proportion, you know, that uh, women got to have long hair, women have to do this, and women have to do that. And men can just do practically anything they want. And that is not always true. If you read 1 Corinthians 11, 2 through 3, it says, Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I have delivered them to you. But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of woman is man and the head of Christ is God. So, while people are telling you how below you are as a woman, we're not. We're not. We're all equal. We're all under God. Christ is under God. Your husband's under God. You're under God. Remember, your husband is being submissive too. People forget that. People just want to talk about the woman having to do it. But the man has to do it. And if you have a husband that is submissive to God, who is led by God, who lives his, a godly life, who is a strong example for your children, is a strong example for your community, why would you not want to be under his protection? Why would you not want to follow him knowing that he's doing the right thing and going in the right direction? Why would you think that is a hard, terrible thing to do? I just don't understand it. I want to leave you with this. 1 Peter 3, 7 says, Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. 
Your husband's prayers depend on him giving honor to you. Give honor to your husband. Respect your husband. Remember, we're all submissive to God. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave a message by contacting me on the website at www.godslovingsacrifice.com. And while you're there, you can catch up on all the other episodes, check out the reviews, and even read the blog. You can also leave a comment on Facebook at God's Loving Sacrifice. Thank you for spending time with us today. And until next time, may God richly bless and keep you.